Let There Be Light. <laughs> um, got a unique show here today. Uh, today won't go as long as I, I as I wanted uh, wanted the show to go. Uh, I don't want to put too much um, in your mind. <laughs> I do, however, want to share something with you that uh, many people have asked me, including, uh, hey, shout out to everybody on the outside. What's good, everybody? Uh, hopefully you're waking up refreshed and uh, start of the start of the new week. People say like Monday starts the week. I feel like Sunday starts the week. Well, it does. <laughs> In many ways, it does. But people think of work, work week. But you know, Sunday always for me was like the beginning of another week. Uh, but uh, anyway, I want to thank everybody for being here this morning. This is a special um, let go with EO broadcast live. Pardon me for a second. I just want to do something here. I did open it up to uh, subscribers as well as, uh, obviously, um, my devoted members as well. But I wanted to open it up to people that have been here, subscribed for a while. Uh, Give you guys an opportunity to have discussion uh, with those in the chat room. I want to talk a little bit about addictions today. Um, I was very heavily addicted to, well, I, I would say I do have, uh, okay, well, this kind of goes into um, the broadcast. Uh, n- notice I was getting ready to say something to you, uh, and this is kind of also um, what you want to be on the lookout for, is when you call yourself certain things, such as, I was getting ready to tell you that um, I have an addictive personality. Now... For those of you out there that are physicians, doctors, therapists, that sort of thing, um, I'm only going to be talking here today about my experience. I didn't do, do too much reading on how to break addictions. I don't think I've ever watched one single video on how uh, to, to break an addiction. I don't think I'd ever read a book on it or, or went to the Internet. And there's nothing wrong if you do that. That's actually quite wise um, in some cases. Uh, to, to seek uh, advice. Um, it was one of those things where uh, I became very aware of myself, which I'll, which I'll talk to you about. Uh, my mother even asks me sometimes, like, how the hell did, how did you stop doing all the things you used to do? I think my mother has asked me that question uh, in some fashion, like, you know, hey, you broke all your addictions. Like, well, I'm very impressed by that. Like, um, how did you do it? You know, how, how did you break, you know, that the heavy drinking? Um, I used to smoke cigarettes. Obviously, I used to party a lot, too. Um, a lot of promiscuity. But I want to talk a little bit about, uh, like, drinking today. But your addiction could be your addiction. It could be pornography. It can be gambling. It could be, um, um, what else could it be? So many different things. It could be uh, stress constantly stressing, uh, uh, always worrying. Uh, These are all uh, part of what I call uh, identification or what maybe people, many others have called identifying um, with something that that is not you. So we'll talk a little bit about that today. Uh, Feel free, guys, to uh, have conversation in the chat room. it's an open forum, so uh, say what you'd like. Uh, I did see a, 
a super chat here that I do want to acknowledge. Again, thank you for all the members for your continued uh, correspondence, participation, and uh, and support. Uh, we have a gentleman here by the name of Jason Michael Jacobs. He says, hello, Coach EO. I found you during summer 2020 after I wrote down uh, the intention of discovering the truth of this world. It's interesting that you use the word intention because I'll be mentioning it today. Uh, Without your guidance, I would not have learned gratitude or forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Um, You've guided great action in my life. Thank you. Uh, Thank you best. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Shout out to Justin Bing. What's good? Devin, what's good? Kay Marie. Uh, SNO. Uh, good morning. Weapon X. Yesterday was SNO's birthday. Uh, everybody wish her a happy birthday. Uh, it was her birthday yesterday. So, uh, Uncle Guns, that's my guy. Good to have you in here. I know it could be early for some of you. Uh, if you're off, you know, it could be 6.52. It could be late for you if you're in Australia or other parts of the world. Uh, Annan, is that, is that right? Annan Tech, tech uh, what's good? Good morning to you. Paul H. Bernie EL, that's my guy. Uh, I'd like to acknowledge people that come in here today. Weapon X, I, I don't know if I said hello, but uh, good to see you. Um, <clears throat> Indigo, good morning to you. Man, I was addicted to sex for the longest until I found my purpose. Okay. Um, Remy Red, good morning to you. I got to stop SIGs. You will. You can. <laughs> I'll say you can. Uh, Buckley Corp, uh, good morning to you. Unique 79, good to see you, Unique. Hope uh, you're still on track and focused. Um, I imagine you are. Spending money too much? Okay. Yep, that can happen. Uh, Indigo, $2. My addiction was sex. Okay. That's many people's addictions. <laughs> many people's addiction is uh, sex. Uh, it's a great getaway. Sex, uh, when you're having sex, you're not thinking about anything. If you notice uh, about sex, when you're having sex, you're generally not thinking of anything else going on in the world. <laughs> it's one of the... Uh, uh, best ways to distract yourself. It's also, you know, fun activity. I mean, it isn't always a, a cope or a, it is a cope in a lot of ways, but it's not always some, you know, some getaway or some, you know, uh, form of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I use it all the time. I can't think of it. Escapism. Uh, sex can be a great activity, <laughs> fun, exhilarating, uh, pleasure-filled um it depends on where the emotions are at you know but a lot of people have sex as a way just to feel something or even to get away from a feeling uh devin is that devin yeah von bone cool name happy birthday sno uh he he is that what it is? He he one two three yeah yeah. Grace, what's good? 
JP, good morning to you. Uh, thank you, Coach. I've learned to question my, my own thinking and invest in myself. Very good. Uh, I hope all is well on your end. Oh, it is. A little tired, but that's – I'm always tired. Um, tired a lot. <laughs> uh, Wongle, good morning. Try to hit everybody. Hey, brother. Thank you for pushing great content. <clears throat> Doing the belief of God and putting him first. May God bless you. Hey, likewise, man. Likewise. Justin Bing, I just want to see what he said here. Uh, Bussing nuts is good for your health. It is. Absolutely. Bussing nuts is good for your health. Um, obviously, <laughs> um, anything done out of moderation um, is draining. But hell yeah, it is. Shit, there's been times... I had sex and uh, it was like massage therapy. It was like a massage massage session. You know, it, it, it's great for the body. It is that release, uh, but it's also good to be balanced and control yourself. Make sure I hit this. Uh, let me make sure I hit this real quick. Wongo, hey brother, did I hit this? Thank you for pushing. Oh, we, we did hit that. Thank you. Uh, we're gonna get into the show momentarily. I know a lot of people are like, get into the show. I like to acknowledge, you know, I want to acknowledge the people here today. Th these people, you people are important. Um, you are. And so I want to make sure I acknowledge you. I don't always open it up, but I wanted to for this. Um, Unique 79. Thank you for the contribution. My contribution to the champion. People are noticing and complimenting that I have been walking out, working out, pardon me, which proves what you say, Coach, that improving your image is essential and imperative. I will keep you updated on Instagram. Please, please do. I don't always check my Instagram messages. I stay, there's, there, I'm flooded with messages, man. And, and one of these days I'll go through them and, um, Maybe I'll do it on the air. Maybe I'll do like a, uh, I'll just read them uh, for the first time on the air. <laughs> I'll probably get some, I'll probably get a mixed bag of messages, but uh, I, I just, I don't check my messages often. Um, I'm not really even on Instagram often. As you know, I, um, I don't participate much with it uh, when I want to post or have something posted by a staff member, uh, then, then we'll do that. Thanks for the uh, donation. Anthony Coleman, good morning to you, man. Hope you're well. Hope you and your family are good. Uh, let me uh, put do wait wait. Let me what? Put put dude tip in. <laughs> hey man, you guys' names making me laugh. What's good? Oh, let me put the tip in. Oh my bad, my bad. Let me. <laughs> I just I saw the picture and it came together. Let me just put the tip in, baby. When you gonna let me get them scans? Remember old boy and boys in the hood? Hey, when are you going to let me get them skin? <laughs> Put the damn gun down, Trey. Uh, you my boy. Uh, can you talk about semen retention? You know, it's interesting you mentioned that. Um, it's interesting you mentioned that because I was just thinking about it yesterday. I am going to do a segment on it again. I've touched it before, but I'm going to try to do it in a way. It'll be this week. I'll do I'll do a, a retention video this week. But you got to understand, 
you always have to analyze your motivations for doing anything. Okay? And that goes into today's show. We'll talk about it momentarily. You you must know what why you're doing something. Um I think it's important to not to be very balanced in life, okay? For the system, for the system, um, for your mind, it's very important that you don't that you're neutral and you're balanced. You give attention to what requires your attention, but you also you know don't go crazy with that. And you have to understand most people that do the retention thing. I'd, I would love to hear the motivation. I might open it up actually to an open discussion for people to join. Because I'd like to actually ask people who uh, retain questions, and so that show will go will be live, and I will open it up because I would like to ask people who are practicing that specific questions, not to judge, but to to analyze, to open things up. Uh, let's see, was that Yoho uh, Yahoo? Yahoo! Hope all is well, EO. Peace on to you. Likewise. Thank you so much. John the Artist, good morning. D's nuts. What's good, man? Anyway, um, let's let's do this. Let's do this. I, I don't have uh, bullet points. Uh, I didn't prepare anything in, uh, in particular. Okay, so the other day I was watching videos. Um, I was watching um, psychedelic videos. I came across some... Uh, videos on people that have taken DMT. Um, It kind of just floated into my my recommended list, and I started watching it. And there were uh, people who have taken DMT, um, other psychedelics, which I've never participated. Um, I'm I'm, I'm crazy enough. (laughs) I'm crazy enough. Uh, And my life is is, is, uh, exciting and What's going on in here is already so exciting that uh, to, 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 to enhance it further uh, would be redundant and probably uh, unnecessary. Um, I, I <laughs> um, what's going on in here is, is, is wild. Uh, so, um, so I was watching some videos on that, and then as uh, I continue to watch videos on, on certain psychedelic people partake in um, and, and, and uh, uh, hearing their experiences... Uh, some videos came up on other like addiction, such as like um, uh, opiate uh, addiction. Uh, obviously, alcohol is is toxic for your system. It is. Uh, I drank for a long time. It's very toxic for you. Uh, and so, um, pardon me. I just want to make sure. Coach Uppercut was good. Good morning to you. Salute, salute. And so um, I was thinking, how did I break some of the addictions, some of the routines, some of the routines that I had? How did I, how did I break that? Even my mother have asked. Many people have asked. Clients have asked. I deal with people now that, that I coach that want to um, break addictions. And they're like, how'd you do it, man? How'd you break the addiction? This is how I did it. You, you may not do it this way. Um, but this is how I did it, and this is how I recommend you consider um, doing it. 
even I was even on opiates for a long for a while there when I when I shattered my left arm and I had to learn how to reuse it. Uh, they put me on some stuff, and when that prescription ran out, I never needed another round. I never you know tried to coerce the doctor and hey I'm still in pain. Can you give me some? Um, I was on uh, hydrocodone, I believe Vicodin at one time. Uh, tramadol was actually uh, uh, tramadol. I enjoyed tramadol. Uh, tra- tramadol, um, of course, if you're in pain and it's prescripted uh, or a prescription. But when I was given tramadol, uh, it was really calming, very calming. Um, but once the prescriptions were done, I was done. Okay. I didn't want any more. I didn't, you know, um, I think I just, you know, I realized we're done with that phase of recovery. It's on to um, physical therapy and, and, uh, and just working through the pain. I live with pain every day in my left arm. Even when I work out, you know, I'm in tremendous pain, but I still do it. So we're getting into it now. But I used to drink heavy, smoke heavy, sex all the time. <laughs> you know, just a lot of crazy shit. Okay. Here's what I did. Here's what I noticed. Let's get let's get to it now. I did take a couple notes. But here's what I noticed. Here's what you want to do. Don't quit. People say, you know, um, I'm going to quit. I want to quit. I want to quit smoking. I want to quit drinking. Um, I want to quit gambling. I want to quit porn. I want to quit, you know, um, whatever. The second that I noticed this in me, I disassociated myself from the activity. Meaning, hear me out. If you say, I want to quit, what you're saying is, I'm an addict. Okay? Let me get a sip of this. I want to quit this for me, for me. Many people might disagree, say, I would never do it that way. Perfect. Do it another way, man. Or don't do it. It's up to you. Everybody's, you know, going to do what they want to do. For me, and this is a big part of how I teach in general is become an observer to yourself. I made a video probably a year ago now where I said, um, you have to see yourself as if you were watching yourself via surveillance camera. Um, You almost step away from identity and you begin to observe yourself. All right. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But what I did was instead of instead of saying I'm going to quit, don't say you're going to quit because that continues the identification of the addict. Okay, and then what's going to worsen it is if you don't quit. Now, if you say you're going to quit, then you don't quit. Okay, that will make things worse. That'll compound the issue. And then also what happens in a lot, of, a lot of cases, too, you tell other people you're going to quit, and now that's another burden that you have to carry because now you have to prove it not only to the addict, but now you have to prove it to your mother, 
your wife potentially, girlfriend, uh, friends, because you went and voiced it. I'm quitting. I'm quitting January 1st. This is my last smoke. <laughs> okay? What I did none of that. Um, I, I didn't quit. Um, what I did was I, can, I, I started to look at what I was doing consciously. I'll never forget the one time I, I woke up in the morning. I used to love smoking in the morning. And so I woke up and I was smoking. It was like consciousness hit me because sometimes we do things in this routine way um, and, and we don't even realize what we're doing. It's like clockwork. You wake up, you know, you wake up, you turn the alarm off, you know, you get your cigarette out or whatever, get a drink of water, you get a coffee, whatever it is you do. It's like if you notice even after you eat, you, you go right for the cigarette, okay? Because you train your brain to do it that way. Your brain, you know, wants that, body wants that, and it's a routine now. So a lot of this behavior is unconscious. And so I remember sitting on outside in the sun when I used to go on the sun a lot, and I was smoking, and something hit me. It was like, why are you inhaling smoke? <laughs> And I'll never forget, it was like nature, I, I, it was quiet, it was nature, it was the sun, it was trees. I said, why are you doing this? And I was almost like looking at myself from the outside. No, this is not even about self-discipline. I want you guys to get away from, do me a favor, uh, for the sake of this broadcast, Get away from anything you've ever heard before, just for a moment. This is not self-discipline. It's not. This is not. This has nothing to do with self-discipline. It doesn't. In many ways, self-discipline is neurotic behavior. Um, it's useful to be disciplined. It is. But I'm going to go into discipline too. The motivation behind discipline. So for now, I just want you guys to get away from. Anything you formerly heard about, discipline, right now all I'm asking you to do is look at yourself, third person from the outside. If you had the ability to step away from yourself and watch yourself without judgment, okay? That's another thing. You don't want to bring in judgment in a neutral way. It's a simple observation, in that moment, as I was smoking and hitting the square, it was like the, the, another form of me, I would even call this higher consciousness, the big me, you know, the, the whatever, you, whatever you want to call it, I don't give a shit. It don't matter what you call it. But you have to. But in this practice, I want you to, to, to try to step outside of you and look at you. Look at what you do. Look at your behaviors, your routines, your conversations. What do you talk about? How do you talk? Um, how do you walk? How do you dress? <laughs> right? The big me. Baggity. Um, it doesn't matter what you call it. It doesn't matter. What, it doesn't have a name anyway. So this is how I did it. So I saw what I was doing outside of myself. Although I was having the dialogue, 
it was like there was a, a, a me talking to um, the current persona, the routine. I was talking to the routine. Okay, hear me, hear me out. I was talking to the routine. <laughs> I was having subtle dialogue without judgment. It wasn't like I was like, look what you're doing to yourself. Look what you're doing. It, the dis- disassociation, and I was getting into that, uh, um, SNO pointed it out. I disassociated myself from the routine. Okay? So you have to learn how to disassociate yourself, but you can't do it with judgment. You can't be a disassociation with another persona, with like a hero. And, and this is what we sometimes do. It's like, okay, I have to become a hero. Okay. I have to become another persona to get over this persona. Okay. And you got to be careful with that. You don't want to create a, another entity that is kind of battling against this entity. So you don't want to have the recovery entity the clean, like the clean, um, I, I don't know what to call it, the clean persona, the clean identity, the clean you, the, the, the person you think you want to become. You don't want to have a conversation with the clean you, with the dirty you, with the, the addicted you. Okay, You don't want to do that. In my experience, maybe with you, different story. I'm telling you how I did it. I had to step away from myself as an observer. I disassociated and observed and looked at what I was doing, looked at how I was living, looked at how I was treating myself, um, looking at my motivations. So when I made a video about a year ago, I said, pretend as if you have a covert camera following you all day. And at the end of the night, you go and watch the tape. But you don't watch it to judge you just simply watch it (laughs) as a matter of fact i have a client doing this now he has cameras like in his house and shit he's an annual client and uh and he's like coach i watch myself on camera i notice how i posture myself how i walk uh even how i talk when i answer the phone i like you know i kind of change it up a bit depending on who i'm talking to uh, and the last thing you want to do is judge yourself, but you want to notice it. You want to notice it, okay? And so back to the addiction. You don't want to quit. Quitting implies there's an addict. What you want to do is, let's say, for example, these are cigarettes, these are cigarettes that, that I don't wish to have part of my experience anymore. Okay? Hear me out. I don't wish to have these. But even the wishing, you have to pay attention to this. This is, this is, this is, this is really interesting. You don't want to wish it away either. Okay? Because then that's not. You want to be able to sit with something. Without an attachment to it. Okay, you got to hear me out on this. It's a little, little interesting. You you don't want... Because there were times I would say I'm done. Okay, hear me out. There were times I used to smoke Parliament lights. 
Parliaments, uh, a few other brands. And there were times I would I would buy a pack of cigarettes, and I would know while I'm buying them I shouldn't be buying them. Okay, and that's awareness. That would be considered that you are becoming aware that this practice isn't in your best interest. Okay. Now, if you keep buying things and you're not even thinking about it, like I'm just buying my cigarettes, and you know your voice is all gone and shit. You know, um, you could be too far gone, but I, I would like to think that no no one is ever too far gone. But some people are. What I what would happen to me is that I would I would buy cigarettes, but I would have guilt when I would buy them. I could feel guilt, but I also was so used to the routine and the lifestyle. And keep in mind too. Your lifestyle, your lifestyle can be conducive to the continued practice. So if you go out to the bar all the time, you associate the bar, the drink, the environment with smoking. So it was another thing I had to do was to was to was to analyze um, the environments that I would penetrate and that would that I would dwell in, I had to I had to think about everything. Okay, what I want you to do is this: I want you to whatever you're addicted to, sit with it. I want you to sit with it today. I don't care what it is, within reason, obviously. You don't want to go uh, <laughs> uh, within reason. So let's say you're addicted to cigarettes. You have a routine of smoking cigarettes. I want you to sit with the cigarettes and don't wish it away. Don't say you're quitting. Just sit with with what? Um, This is an interesting thing because things are not flowing to me right now. They're not. But we're going to keep moving, but they're just not flowing to me because what you know, what you already kind of know, is sometimes hard to explain. Sit with it and remove the guilt, OG. OG says, I feel guilt when I buy liquor. Damn, I feel you. Try to remove the guilt. I understand the guilt. I get it because that's your awareness that is consciousness like like that is you be being aware that you are living in a way that is detrimental to your health okay it is costly it is risky um and anytime you do anything like that you will feel um that gut feeling that that intuition you know like i shouldn't be doing this everybody has every person on planet earth has felt i shouldn't be doing this now, sometimes this I shouldn't be doing this, too, is just natural fear or social conditioning. But it gets to a point where you know when you need to stop doing something. You know you need to stop doing something. And so what I'm asking you to do is sit with your liquor, your pornography, <laughs> um, your cigarettes, whatever. Sit with it, with, but don't be the addict. Don't look at it as the addict. When you look at something as an addict, I feel you still have that association with it. Um, there's that identity with it. I'm a smoker. I'm a drinker. Even when you go on dating apps, they ask you questions. Are you a smoker, non-smoker? See, even all of these things, if you study 
smoker, non-smoker. What political party do you side with? There's identity in that. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. Okay, I'm an independent. There's identity associated with that. Um, spiritual, religious, agnostic, which there's identity tied to all of those things. So when you think I'm a smoker, there is an identity with that is tied to the practice. So what I'm trying to get you to do is disassociate from the identity and stop calling yourself a smoker or an addict or a functioning alcoholic uh, or, or um, anything. For a time, you don't have to do this all day. It would be impractical to walk around, I'm nothing. You know, you wouldn't get much done. But there has to be, while you are accomplishing practical things in the world, that you still are disassociated with a strong identity. This is why I told you stay neutral. This is why I told you champion game is not real, okay? Champion game is, is made up. Any brand that you watch on, on the internet, and anything, it, it's, it's created, okay? It's created as a form of expression. But if you get too far into that, um, you become neurotic, obsessive. Um, it steals your joy to even get that tapped into to things. So as I've told you before, How'd I do this shit? I can take champion game off the wall and I'm still going to be who I am. I can take champion game off the wall. It, it, I'm still going to be me. I could take. This is a neck. This is a chain. This chain is cool. It's cool to wear this for me. I like it. But it doesn't, it, it is not me, okay? <laughs> it is not me. And so this is, this is, this is part of the problem. And we're going to continue to talk about this with Let Go with EO series. That is not me. This is an addition. This is an addition to me. But this is not me, okay? This is something I picked up, thought it was cool, and then put it on. But this is not me. And for me to fall in love with this or get too severely attached to this is going to ultimately steal joy from me because this is not me. This is an addition to me. Now, I can use this momentarily. I could, I could borrow this <laughs> uh, for a task, for to complete an outfit. Whatever the fuck reason I want to do it. But I always have to know this is not me. And if you don't know that, you're going to have a problem. Because then you're going to continue picking up a lot of different things and you're going to associate that with who you are. Just like people think that their money makes them, their car makes them, their woman makes them. These are wonderful additions to the human experience, but don't get that confused with that being you. That is not you. So even the addict is not you. So get away from calling yourself certain descriptions. And so that's how I did it.
I just looked at it without judgment and was looking at the carton, looking at the box, the box had cut, looking at it. Before that, the quitter, the, guy, the, the man that wanted to quit the routine, would throw away. You know how many cigarettes I threw away? I threw away probably 20 packs of cigarettes. And it was the quitter doing that. The quitter was doing that. But when I finally just set it aside and said, all right, we're not trying to quit today. However, we're coming, we're just going to watch. We're going to watch this. Then the disassociation begins to take place. You see, um, I took a note here that I want to read to you. It's very important. If you're not feeling this, I get it, and it's fine. If you like this, continue to watch. I, I would understand completely if you didn't like this. I had a tremendous amount of notes. that I took yesterday that I want to reference. I want to ask you guys a question. This is part of, uh, and, and even like uh, Andrew, shout out to Andrew. He said, dope set, EO, you got there. This is nothing. <laughs> what I mean is I, I, I built this set to stimulate your senses. I built this set set as a marketing campaign, as a brand. So when I go live, you enjoy what you're looking at, okay? Of course, but there's really no meaning to me in this room, okay? I want, I want you to know there's really little meaning. The sign that is really no mean shit to me, <laughs> okay? I, I want you to know this. It don't mean shit. It was, there was an intention, as I thought of the business, create an experience for your audience that they enjoy. But when I'm done and I, and I leave the office, I'm not sitting here still thinking about the office. There is, it, it is useful for a time and then it's no longer useful. This is, this is what I'm trying to tell you. And so I have a question for you. I think I missed a super chat. Shout out to Richard Ray. Enjoy your walk. See, you're getting this. It makes sense. And this is something you've already thought of in your own way, maybe in different words or no words. But you've experienced what I'm talking about. Every human being has experienced this. And I'm just openly talking about it. Uh, Triple Main, $20. Good morning, Coach. Thank you for such a game and knowledge. I can't sweat that enough. Appreciate it, man. It's a, it's, a, it's a pleasure to have all of you. Thank you. And so I want to ask you this question. Without identity, do you care? <laughs> this is, I, I want to ask you this. In my new book, there is a segment where I speak on death. Okay? Shout out to Golden Child. What's good, man? Good morning. 
There is a segment in the new book where I talk about death. And so let's talk about identity and attachment for a bit. When you read the obituary, do you care about the people that died? If you could just, everyone that can participate. When you hear about someone you didn't know dying, you don't know them. Do you care? Anthony says, no, not really. Okay. Let me get a few more responses, please. Richard says, hell no. Well, <laughs> okay. Trippy Maine says, a, a, a little, a, a little, some sympathy. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about that, too. Let's get some more answers, but we'll come back to the sympathy part. And I won't take that away, uh, sympathy, if somebody genuinely feels sympathy. But we also have to diagnose sympathy. Is your sympathy that when you hear of someone dying, somewhere inside you are thinking about your own death? I know people that want to find out how people died. So you, I know people that when a person dies, they don't care about the person that dies. They care about how they died so they can refer back to themselves. Okay? <laughs> like, how did they die? How old were they? You'll hear these questions. You'll hear these questions because you're qualifying how, how close to death you are. Okay? <laughs> You'll notice these questions. And moving forward, you're really going to notice them now. How old were they? Were they married? Did they smoke? Did they, did they drink a lot? Um, okay, here, here we go. All right? And so you don't have sympathy, or you might have a little natural compassion, but if you really diagnose that there is an attachment to the obituary, a, a subtle one that is always referring back to the self. And so if you even hear of someone dying, you start to have this inner dialogue. How old were they? 43? Wow, that's young. Did they have a, a disease? <laughs> and you're starting to think, like, how would this apply to me? <laughs> Am I wrong? And then you even become judgmental. Hear this out. You even then become biased and judgmental to their cause of death. Oh, they died of an overdose. Oh, I don't do drugs. And then there's like this proud, this pride and this proud um, uh, response of, oh, I don't, I don't do drugs. Okay? Because it's always about you. <laughs> it's always about you, man. This is why, this is why I told you a long time. 
It always comes back to you if you pay close attention. But you will confuse yourself into thinking it's not. You'll even hear people that talk about loving the world, loving people. But if you sit with them long enough, you know they don't love anything but themselves. They might love a bit out of the fullness. See, you can love people and be compassionate in moments. But if you pay close attention, you're always thinking about your own self-preservation. Dom says, uh, people perhaps ask someone died because they uh, they may fear the dying process more so to death. Yes, but it also still comes back to what they fear, what they need to process. It's not about the person that died. Very little. Very little. And so the reason – and this this could actually bother you a little bit the more I talk about this. And I will be talking about this more often moving forward. We are doing more shows like this because this will bother you. This will bother your, your, your ego because it is exploiting and exposing the ego. And so it will bother you because for a long time you identified yourself with compassion, um, with love, with um, – sympathy and so as i continue to ask these questions you're going to see that you weren't even those things in a lot of these situations and that's going to be very bothersome to your identity uh that's not necessarily my intention however i do think um many people will retreat from 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 these broadcasts um and many will stay or many will go and come back So my question is, are you affected by anything that you're not attached to? Are you affected by anyone or anything or any story, which is why I've said before, what is feminism? Now, many of you will call me like insincere when I say that, like you're being, you know, insincere. Um, you're not fit, you're not accepting reality. I don't know what feminism is. Who are feminists? I, those are they are them. I am me. What does this have to do with me? Why does my concentration have to be about modern women and feminists? <laughs> like that's not concerning to me. That is not that's a non-issue. That is not something. I'm attached to. So therefore, I don't know what that is. (laughs) And so even that you got to be on the lookout for. It's like. And many people probably hate me for that. It's like he refuses to accept reality. But if you only knew you're looking for someone else to co-sign your emotions. If your girlfriend just broke up with you and you're angry about it, you may, as a defense mechanism or how to deal with that grieving, part of the grieving process, get angry. So then you might find someone on the internet that co-signs your emotion, that 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 can understand your emotion. But then you hear me talk about it and say, well, breakups are good. And you're like, how on earth could you say a breakup is good? It is the worst feeling I've ever had. I don't like EO. 
I am not attached to his message. I don't um, resonate with his message because our emotions don't line up. <laughs> our emotions don't line up. I look at it like if somebody wants to leave, let them leave. Low investment. Heavy attachment, the breakup's worse. Heavy attachment generally forms from self-deception, naivety, lack of experience, and heavy, heavy investment. Financial investment, time investment. And so what you're really mad at when a woman leaves is not necessarily her, although it's a little bit of her, but it's you, all that you gave to continue an, an experience. This is why I said I, I associated myself even with the Cope Coach, which is still a name that can be dropped at any time. And I said no one is exempt. No one is exempt. Even last night, Andrew Tate, he was... Uh, Logan Paul said he wanted to fight him. And then Andrew Tate's reaction was, I'm going to buy him a, a $5 million Bugatti. I'm going to buy him a Bugatti. Like, no one cares about your money, fam. But you and your brother, maybe. <laughs> and all the other... Nobody... Why is that... What? Why? Why was that a response? I clearly said, none of this shit really matters. I'm appreciative of it. I had an intention for it. But when I'm done with presenting, I'm done. I'm not attached. And so if you notice these characters on the internet, they're very attached. And you know what makes you more attached is popularity. If other people co-sign your nonsense... Because they live nonsense or they don't <laughs> or they need a leader or some shit, then that pushes you further into persona and identity. Do you understand? See, what happens is if you create a persona and nobody likes it, you generally drop the persona because no one's co-signing the persona. No one is investing in the persona. So then you try another hat. Oh, that shit didn't work. I'll try something else. And the more people that you can get to be intrigued by, your, by this identity that you're forming, the more settled you get into the identity. This is why I'm telling you there is no champion game. It is a creation, a branding technique. Do, you know, do I have champion game? Y'all decide that. I, you could decide. I don't know. And I don't care. I don't really care. I care for the brand. It's in my best interest to care for the brand. But at the same time, I'm not going to lie to my followers. I'm going to tell you what the brand is. I'm going to be transparent about the intention while simultaneously tell you that it is temporary and it is not who I am. If I sat with Andrew Tate, truthfully, 
it would be an interesting conversation, but there would be a lot of... He would see himself outside of the persona. That's a persona. What you're watching is a persona. He's tired. Andrew Tate is exhausted. How do I know? I've been exhausted being champion game. I I have exhausted myself trying to maintain the champion. He is very tired emotionally and mentally and physically. And it's unsustainable. In many ways, Andrew Tate, his success recently is due to the absence of Kevin Samuels. If Kevin Samuels is still alive, Andrew Tate is still on um, that show in Miami, hanging out. It's unlikely that Andrew Tate will return to that show in Miami. What's it called? Fresh and Fit. Because his popularity is getting too big. Okay? What happened was, when Kevin Samuels passed away, everyone else needed another distraction, another leader. There is no heavy-duty Andrew Tate algorithm going around if Kevin Samuels is still alive. That's my opinion. But because of the absence of Kevin Samuels and how he penetrated this YouTube space... People need another laugh, another um, another um, inspiring broadcast. They need they need someone to ignite a flame, knowing you can ignite your own flame, <laughs> but you refuse to do that. And even the flame is illusory. If you want to know the truth, even the flame that you try to ignite is ego. Even the flame, even passion, listen to me, even passion is ego. Even when I need to ignite this flame, that is coming from, generally, it can come from a place of desperation. You need to get off your ass because you're going to be homeless or you're losing everything. So, so. Sometimes that 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 push is 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 coming from desperation. It, it most of the time it is. Most of the time, all of your movements, all of our movements and our actions are 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 born out of fear. Fear of loss, fear of going backwards, fear of not um, keeping up with the Joneses, fear of not being acknowledged or seen or validated. Most of our actions, if you really diagnose your actions, they're born out of a fear. You got one dating coach telling another another um, individual giving dating advice that he's wrong because he's coping, okay? He's coping 
So he has to expose what is the opposite of his game. So that's a cope. Okay, that's a cope. I need to protect my identity by exposing or belittling another person's antics or game. I've been saying this. <laughs> I've been saying this. And even you get to a point where you desire detachment too much, as Danny here is alluding to. You could even desire a detachment too much, and even that is a fear. That is even born out of fear. I don't want to get attached. You're desiring detachment so much that you're still living in fear. You just exchange your fears. You were too, you were too attached one time, and that didn't garner... Um, adequate results that were favorable to you so then you go to the the other opposite of the spectrum and you say but now i'm going to be detached to everything and now you're living miserably because you're not it's it's protection it's defense and so you even have to desire or uh, pardon me <laughs> you even have to to analyze your desires so you don't need psychedelics <laughs> When you're honest, I think people that need psychedelics and weed and drugs and drinks and sex all the time outside of the natural biological urges of the human body, like well outside of that, is that you're not being honest. Truth is the most exciting, euphoric experience. <laughs> so much you'll laugh. You'll laugh. You'll just laugh. And you don't even know why you're laughing. You're just laughing. You don't even have a reason to laugh. It's just, it's, it happens. Real quick, I think I hit up this one. Maybe I didn't. Uh, Jonathan Batista, good to see you. $20 Super Chat. Teach us. Pardon me. How do I get to this? Teach us to die, EO, so we, uh, so we learn uh, know how to live. I can't teach it nothing, man. <laughs> See, even the teacher is ego. So I want I want you to know anyone that's trying to uh, to teach you anything is an ego. Every teacher that has ever started talking is in his ego or in her ego. I can't teach anything. All I could do is speak on my existence and what I've seen and learned and you know gone through and what you do with that is your prerogative or what you don't do with it is your prerogative. I am not and this is kind of crazy, right? You're like, okay, but you're a teacher, right? You're a coach. I'm getting ready to drop the coach label. I'm not saying I'm not going to do coaching or I'm not going to uh, provide leadership, but pretty soon I'm dropping coach. I don't even want the tag of coach. I don't. I don't want that. If you hire me, you're like, yo, I got I to gotta spend some time with this guy. You go to the website and you hire me. But I don't even want the coach label because I'm not a coach. <laughs> I'm not. And, and, and the further I think I'm a coach, the further I go into identity. And if you're not careful, then 
now every move you make, every word, everything you do and say is associated with a, with an identity. And uh, you just have to be careful. I'm not telling you that you walk through life, I am nothing. No, you will be seen as a weirdo because most people are very locked into identity. So you are a threat to a person's survival if you walk around talking like me. You are a threat. Okay? And they don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> Omni Roma, what's good? Good to see you, man. Good morning. Good morning, Coach EO and the champions present. Appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Let me hit up, uh, let me get a video going. I got a special button for those that, that can uh, continue to support. Um, and even that, like, let me tell you this. Who on earth would tell you this, okay? Who would tell you this, what I'm about to say? Even part of the reason why I created a button, listen to me. Even the reason why I created a button was to make a person feel acknowledged so they can continue supporting. Hear, hear me out. Even the creation of a special button, there is gratitude attached to the button. There is a level of gratitude, but there is also a level of scheming. Because if I, people want to be acknowledged, even YouTube knew this, let's create the super chat. People want to be seen. People want to be acknowledged. So they will give their money so people, so they can have relevance. Okay? And so it's, it's, it's fucked up when you're trying to run a business that you have to then manipulate people. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's part of the business game that's fucked up. Because you don't really want to do it, but when you got supporters, in order to keep your business thriving, you want to celebrate your supporters. But if you really want to know what's underneath the gratitude, it is a desire to keep your business going. And so you know that if you create something special for someone, that it keeps them happy, it keeps them feeling relevant, and it also keeps them um, participating. That is part of the game, bro, that people will never tell you, man. And if they don't tell you that, you should. <laughs> you can't trust them. Why would a business owner and someone that's running a business tell his audience that? That could anger someone. But I'm being honest. And here's the truth. They know it anyway. But people pretend not to know it. And people give their money so they can feel relevant that day. Not in not entirely, but there is a desire to be acknowledged publicly and to have your name read and to have some this is this is what it is. And so I'd rather tell you. So you not so you can trust me. I don't need you to trust me, but if it but it, it feels nice to trust someone. 
It actually feels good to know I could trust that motherfucker, EO. I could trust him to tell me the truth. I can trust him. I can trust him. I know he's still locked in this motherfucking world, too. <laughs> and so there's things. He, I could trust EO, though. I can trust him. All right, guys. Welcome back. I want to celebrate Omni Roma publicly. And here's the thing, too. You know, Omni Roma gives me $100 every time I go live. Man, it's, 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 it's hard to make money. I mean, it, it, I, well, I'll say this. It's not hard to make money. It's not. It's not hard to make money. But it's still $100. <laughs> it's valuable. And, uh, and, and so when I created the button... I thought to myself, man, I sure would like to keep Omni Aroma here. <laughs> it's the truth. And so you think, for those that invest and give money, how could I keep them participating but for, for my benefit, but also help them feel appreciated, which is something that's genuine. It does. I appreciate Omni Aroma. I appreciate those that super chat. Especially, you know, to the degree Omni Roma does. So there is, but if we're not, we're not going to lie here, we're not going to lie. So I'm telling you, you know, when you see somebody who's valuable to your mission fi with finances or comments or whatever, even a woman could be valuable to your mission. You try to secure them so they continue to participate so they can get some, some level of value out of what they give you. This is always going on. At all times with every person. So I want to salute Omni Roma with a special video. And, you know, it, it took time to figure Omni, Omni Roma out. You know, I had to go to his channel. I had to stalk his page like you guys do with these ladies, you simps. Uh, I had to go to his channel. I had to kind of, you know, or not his channel, but his Instagram. I had to kind of like try to figure him out a little bit. Oh, what's he do? It took effort, you know, putting the video together. So it, it's not coming out of a place of, of um, th there was a motivation behind it, but it's, it's, uh, I who doesn't want to keep people that are prospering you around? Do you want to keep a woman around that's prospering you? She's prospering you. You're having great intimacy, great conversation. Do you? This is what you get on YouTube. How do I get a woman's mind? How do I keep her chasing me? But to some degree, you know, that's got to end too. And so... Uh, We'll move forward, but I wanted to say that, but it's not anything you don't know. <laughs> Everyone knows this. Everyone knows. Everyone knows this. We either pretend not to know it, but we all know it. And, you know, a contributor could say, damn, what EO just presented took his time. And he said it in a way that really, really resonated with me and affected me in a, in a way I really needed. So maybe they think, I, you know, in exchange, value for value, I will give compensation. 
And so if that's what a person decides they want to do, I'll let them. <laughs> I'll let them. I'm going to get back to my notes momentarily, but I wanted to talk about that. Jonathan Avila of Chicago, good to see you, man. $50 super chat. My attempt at being acknowledged, much low EOC. See, when you stop playing the game, peace is upon you. <laughs> you know, I've said before that um, you're all running game, whether you know it or not. But there comes a point where the game, even the game you're running, is the truth game, okay? It's, it's still a game. You're still in this program. And don't let me go into programs, okay? <laughs> I won't go into programs here. The, the several programs that are being ran and that you're being influenced by and that you're participating in. Maybe another show. But everything is a game. I'm going to run the truth game, and what I get out of that, I'll have peace with. I am not running half-truth game, manipulation game, grandiose narcissism, narcissism game, hiding behind an avatar, acting like I, I'm better than everybody. I'm, I'm not better than y'all. I said it the other day, even during a broadcast, which I reflected. I was like, you were in your ego. So I'm telling you, I said I'm superior to you. I just might be a little more honest than you at this time. But the second you start getting truthful and honest, we're in the same league. The only difference between a person... <laughs> you got the liars club. Okay, you got the liars club. And everybody lying. I've worked with liars. I've worked with cons. I've worked with people that I knew were pieces of shit. Now, they are not pieces of shit. They themselves. But the mentality and the way they approach life, they can't be trusted. Okay? The persona and the identity and the motivations cannot be trusted. Well, that's another thing we want to get away from doing, uh, people here, is you want to get away from judging you want to judge the mentality. You don't really want to judge the person. You want to judge the motivation. I know, and this is, and really, I'm really tapped into the truth so much that I see everyone's motivation. I see my own, first and foremost, all of my motivations. And then I can clearly see, because I could see my own motivation, I can now see the external, the people that are around me. I see all their motivations, their quirks, their movements, why they dress like that, where their mindset is, why they looked at me and looked down, why they got their hands in their pockets, why they hide behind an avatar, why would you ask them, you know... I, I was trying to establish a connection with someone, uh, and, I, and I, all I wanted to do was have a face-to-face -face conversation. They refused. They refused to do it because it would, it would disrupt their game. It would run interference. It would make them vulnerable. And so am I better than any of you? No. 
what I am is more truthful <laughs> than, than many of you. Not, not all of you. I'm talking to this to whoever finds this. I may be more honest. And when people are honest or they appear to be honest, they come off as leaders, superior. And it's only because you're not honest. I thought about this last night. The only reason why... Certain personalities on the internet are glorified and idolized is because you're not honest. If everyone would just live in truth, there would be no idols. There would be no spiritual gurus and all that. All that. <laughs> because you're, everyone's honest. That's the only reason why you have an idol or a spiritual figure that you look up to. Because you were also told by the religious institutions that you are less than, you are full of sin, you were born into sin, you have a sinful nature, thus now you need a savior. So that is also manipulative because you begin thinking that I'm a sinner. You're walking, stop calling yourself a sinner. That is an identity. I am a sinner. I need grace. I need forgiveness. This is why I told you what's better than forgiveness is true understanding of what you are. You don't need to forgive. If you, you don't need to forgive or to be forgiven. If you can simply understand. Because understanding doesn't have attachment connected to it. The second you have an attachment connected to something, there are parameters, guidelines. There, it has to show up in a certain way. The only way through the Father is th the only way to the Father is through me. And I'm not demoting. I'm not demoting the life of any um, religious figure. But because you call yourself a sinner, you now act like a sinner, talk like a sinner. But what if you were told, and you were told this, let me find it so I don't misquote it. You were told this. <laughs> you were told this. Pardon me, we were told this. And I've quoted this before. Very simple. Ye are gods. What if you were... But even that is tied to a persona. Ye are gods. Now you think you're God. <laughs> there have been many, many cult leaders who thought they were the second coming or the extension of the one or whatever. And look, you follow them long enough, you end up in a field dead from drinking cyanide. Because he cannot sustain that persona. And generally, when you lose 
the ability to continue something, you self-destruct, and those around you self-destruct. You understand that? You cannot, you cannot successfully continue a persona. You will self-destruct, and the people around you will self-destruct. And so that 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 portion there will trigger people, especially if you've been religious. Can you imagine if a, a, a preacher finds my follow me somehow? You blasphemer. Like, because he is so attached to years and years and years of a certain practice. And to let that go means he lets his identity go. See, the the worst conversation you want to have, the worst kind of person you want to have a conversation with is someone who is very attached to an identity. Because they will do whatever it takes to protect that identity. Because to be exposed, it means that their very existence is threatened. So I'm actually teaching you to... Do what Bruce Lee told you to be. Formless. Make your identities practical. Create um, a persona that can help you prosper in the business world and stuff. But don't let that thing get attached to your face. I mean, make sure it is. You got it on with scotch tape. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want the uh, gorilla glue. You want the scotch tape. Because the scotch tape, it can come off and sometimes it just falls off and you just let it. But if you get the Gorilla Glue on there, it's a different story. It could ruin relationships. There's people red pill right now. You're so red pill that to be, to remove the red pill means now you go back to weakness. See, you entered the red pill hoping to become strong. And what you became really is just, you became aware. I'm not going to, there's things, there's truths in the red pill. There's truths in everything. There's truths in everything. And then, but you could stay too long. And then now you're red pill in your relationship. And, and you're too red pill. And it's unnecessary. It's weak. It, it, it's compromising your integrity. It's, 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 it's souring the experience. And, you'll, and then you'll find a red pill person who'll come here and heavily defend. No, it's not. I've been the ha- And that's the identity coming back because what's the, what's the opposite effect? Go back to blue pill? People have told me that. I'll never go back to blue pill. Why do you have to be any of those things? I'm going to go as far as and say this, and this is going to probably upset many of you. This is going, I might end the show on this. We're at hour 21 in. I'm, I might end the show on this. What I'm about to tell you is going to probably perturb, upset you, and maybe even make you want to unsubscribe. 
this is an empowerment channel for men. But you even have to stop being so manly because you could be too manly and you're going to hear people say, oh, fuck EO, dude. Fuck this guy. He's now talking about being less of a man. (laughs) But this full of a man that you proclaim and project is coming from potentially a pathetic emotion. So you even have to watch out your manliness has to be calibrated. Yes, you are in the form of a man, yes. But even that, psychologically, you have to calibrate because you could be too much of a man. You could be too much of a man that now you enter a fight that you shouldn't even be in. Men fight. Men, Men protect. You heard a figure on the internet tell you men protect. And so, but in that moment, you didn't need to protect anything. But you ran into it because you were told men protect. And so you ran into danger because someone on the internet, and you're impressionable and and naive a bit, and uh, you're easily led. And so somebody told you that men protect, and so to... To realize that, you went into a situation that didn't even require you to protect, but now you're arrested. Now you got your ass whooped. You know, whatever. It's like you got to even calibrate the man. And and don't be too much of a man. Because it's coming from a pathetic emotion. It's coming from a sour memory. And so you have to trace your motivations. Where is this coming from? Why do I want to continue to be like this? It's all coming from the girl that broke up with me two years ago. It's all coming from the fact that my mother didn't acknowledge me when I was young. (laughs) And now I have to dominate women. I have to somehow, some way, have the edge on people. You even have to watch out, even even women, being too caught up into... What society is teaching them about womanhood. Because it will confuse you and it will train you. But I am for women being independent. I am for a woman satisfying her needs. I am. Or, and I am for that. I am not for a woman. To, if she don't want to be in the kitchen, don't, let, don't be there. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to take a woman in a in a in a uh, um, in a Back to the Future car, Back to the Fifties, so she could be, so I can have leverage. This is what why women want the the natural order of things. Do you realize the natural order of things is constantly evolving and changing depending on the era you live in? Trust me, if you went back to the 1950s right now, 
you would want to come back to 2022. I hear that. The natural order, even I've said that stupid shit. Because I was an ego in that moment. I'm not exempt. When I said no one is exempt, I mean no one is exempt. No one is exempt. You can't just stay there. But you can get better at it, though. But I'm telling you, you want women back in the kitchen because you had leverage there. You could own her. She didn't have an option. She had to stay with you. Think about it. You want a woman that has to stay with you or a woman that wants to stay with you? Hey, you'll hear men say, oh, I want her, I want her, to, have, I want her to depend on me. I want her to depend. But well, come on, man. Why? Why do you need this woman to depend on you, man? Now, if she admires you, if she admires you, and but remember, even her admiration is tied to self-preservation. That needs to be quoted. Even an admiration is tied to self-preservation. So what you admire, you can extend your, your existence through. Through, I found something that is encouraging. I found something that is encouraging. I found something that hit me right. So the reason why I'm, I like that is because my, I can ex, be extended through that. And so even when a woman that admires you, even if she had to, I admire him because through him I'm safe. I'm protected. He, he, he settles me. It's all about herself. I, that's not wrong. It, it's the way it is. It's not wrong. It's the way it is. We got to get away from saying, even guys will say, well, don't you want a woman to have, um, don't you want a woman to have um, like real desire or burning desire? <laughs> People have a desire to know themselves. And sometimes you are the instrument, the vessel for that to take place. I don't want necessarily, my ego wants a woman to have burning desire for me. But underneath, I realize that she or he who wants to deal with me has curiosities and desires to self-preserve and self-elevate. And it's not wrong because this is what they need to do. <laughs> this is what you need to do. So if you want to break an addiction, getting back to addictions, you have to uh, stop calling yourself an addict. If you want to be, stop calling yourself a sinner. I do not co-sign that. When people say, I'm a sinner, I'm like, you were told you were a sinner and you believe that now. You are, you are attached to that. 
It is a sour way to live to constantly think you're a sinner. As a matter of fact, the less you call yourself a sinner, the less you'll sin. <laughs> if you're called righteous, but even that, even, even being called righteous is an identity that is forming. I'm righteous. And then eventually now you're a king and you call yourself a king. Beware of people that call themselves kings. Or beware of a man that calls himself a champion. Beware of that. Interesting broadcasts. We'll do more of these <laughs> unusual. You know, my mom doesn't like when I do these. My mom will call me and say, hey, "My mom is interesting," and I, it comes from a good place. My mom will say, "Ooh, I liked your energy today. You were you were funny." And and then like if I do shows like this, she's like, "You shouldn't do shows like that. It, it's a little dark, and it, it's a little." heavy and she means well and, and she's probably thinking you're gonna lose your audience if you keep talking like that that's where that's where it's coming from <laughs> but if she only knew i'm gonna widen my audience but more important than that i'm gonna help people be more honest with themselves because they're observing me being honest it's a beautiful thing. You don't need to get high anymore. You don't need to smoke weed anymore. You don't need to smoke cigarettes no more. You don't need to drink anymore. You don't have to beg women for sex anymore. You don't have to be thirsty for sex anymore if you just start living honestly because it is such a rewarding feeling and the sense perceptions and everything that comes with that. It is blissful to live in truth. I'll be honest. I did all that fucking back in the day because I was being disloyal and dishonest with myself. And I noticed when I became more honest with myself, I dropped the cigarettes, I dropped the booze, I dropped the promiscuity. Because those are coping mechanisms to deal with your inauthenticity. That's why I said to not, to not look at it with judgment. To not look at it with judgment. Just simply look at it. This is why you guys, after breakups, want to give all your shit back. You want to throw away frames and shit. Because you didn't nurture yourself. You're not nurturing yourself. You're not nurturing that woman. She's not nurturing you. Because she don't nurture herself. And you can look at a picture of you and an, and an ex. And you're not bothered by it. And you, but you also don't have to keep looking at it. It's not like you're like, oh, I'm going to keep it there. You don't have to have it, but you're not in a desperate state to get rid of it. You don't need to go fuck 10 other women to compensate for the sadness that you feel over the one woman that you, that, that where the relationship just ended. And I've done that. I love this. I, I really love this uh, comment here. It's a really great way to word it. Again, thanks for sharing 
your transition. I actually thought it said translation. Transition is good too, but you know, we're all translating our truths in different ways. This is not a copy of something I've heard. I've never I am speaking from through myself. You'll have all the uh, attraction indicators when you are in a peaceful state. But also, you, be you could become less attractive. The other day, I was thinking, I'm tired of trying to look good for y'all. <laughs> because it's part of the brand. You know, people come here. They want to see what's Eo wearing. What's Eo's beard look like today? Is it longer? Is it fuller? Did he shave it? Is it trimmed? Does he have a fresh haircut? What, what's he going to wear today? What lights is he going to have behind him? But it's not your fault. I trained you to be like that. But it's tiring to look good for you motherfuckers. And I say that with love. Which is why I put on just... I've had this hoodie... There's a reason why I wore this hoodie today. I've worn this hoodie a thousand times. I've had this hoodie for five, six years. It's comfortable. It's not fashionable necessarily. It's very comfortable. And there was a reason why I put this on today. There was a reason why I took the chain off. Because this is not me. This is an add-on. It's cool. You can do it. You can do it. Or you cannot do it. It's up to you. <laughs> But it's tiring every human being that has to maintain a persona or a brand or an image. Grant Cardone is tired as fuck. Andrew Tate is about to burn out. And I don't say that disrespectfully. I say it because I've been in that situation. Champion game, tired as hell. Which is why I created Let Go With EO. Why did I create Let Go With EO? So I can distance myself from the bullshit game shit. Game is bullshit. You will not learn anything about life hearing about game. You will be entertained by game. You could be inspired and motivated in a moment by game. But you're going to hear a game coach say, EO's nuts. The real game is dropping all of that shit. The real game is dropping all of that. Facts. Those dudes are exhausted. How do I know I've been exhausted from trying to run game? <laughs> you know what game does? Game is like a roller coaster. It's got highs, it's got lows, it's thrilling, and then you just get back to the starting point. You're like, okay, but who? what the fuck? Who am I at with this shit? This game is when you drop all of the game. And I can see because I've been the champion of game. I see everyone's weakness in their game. I do. I, I'm telling you that I am like, I because of being so locked into game, 
I know what people that carry heavy personas are going through. The crash is coming. If it hasn't come already, the crash is coming. The real game is to drop all the game. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this broadcast. I gave it my all. Uh, the real game is dropping all the game. That's the pinnacle of who you'll be is when you drop the game. <laughs> and you're going to think, but you taught us how to have. I did. Champion Game taught you that. Champion Game is a persona. Champion Game is a brand. Champion Game gets things done. Champion Game is extremely motivating. Champion Game is dope as shit, but Champion Game is made up. But just like every other thing you've... The Grant Cardone X10X made up. Other organizations, Trump University, made up. Other places that are trying to pull you in, made up. Business, business campaign. Let's lure, in, let's lure you in. Now, that doesn't mean they're luring you in with... intentions to take you although there's always a little taking in business as pardon me there's a lot of taking in business can't can't escape it now you could run unless you run a business and tell them exactly what i'm telling you then you have the facts i'd rather do business with somebody who told me that <laughs> but then you know but then what this here here's here, I got to do a video on this. I had to coach a guy recently where I told him that women love to be lied to and the second you tell women the truth, if you didn't start with the truth. See, the truth can be exciting if you start with it. Okay? But if you lie and the woman knows you're lying, but she's just going along for the ride of the lie and pretending like she doesn't know you're lying when she knows you're lying. So it's part of her game to pretend like you're not lying. But she knows you're lying, and that's part of the thrill for the woman. And then what happens when you're honest with a woman after you lied to a woman? You've ended the game. But if you start with truth, somebody wants to ride the truth ride. And who's ready for the truth ride will ride the truth ride. Okay, But then if you insert lies after you've been truthful, she no longer wants to ride your ride. You'll hear coaches say, just keep it to yourself. Don't lie to the woman or don't tell the woman the truth. Okay, that can work. Can you live with that? Can you live 
with that. If you tell me, yo, yo, I can live with that. Who am I to judge you? Then live with that. You claim to be able to live with that. So live with that. If you can't live with that, then tell the truth and get ready. She can go fuck somebody else. See, when you tell a woman, I've been cheating on you, you've disrupted the game. <laughs> Especially if you started off on lies and you tell her the truth, you've inserted a different element into the game, which caused a disruption to the game. So being that you disrupted the game, now she's going to disrupt the game. So I'm going to go suck another dick. <laughs> and I don't even really want to suck another dick. But to deal with how you change the rules of the game, which can be frustrating, I'm going to do something to either fuck the game up further or to even the score since you threw a monkey wrench in our program. And so even telling the truth is a form of game because we're always evaluating consequences. So even a person who's honest with you, maybe their motivation behind being honest with you is less trauma. That, that's self-preserve, self-preservation. I don't have to deal with that later. I don't have to think about when is that going to rear its ugly head because I was honest. But even you can even tell the truth and people will still want to... Uh, destroy you. But we're always evaluating which consequences would I prefer to go through and experience. And so generally, not always, because you could tell the truth and then people hang you on a cross. Or you could be too locked into identity and you're costing people business. Or you're costing people money. So your identity affects another identity and we got to get rid of you. Okay? And I think that's in large part what happened to Jesus. He was talking too much. <laughs> he was talking too much and he was disruptive. And so they got rid of him. According to the story, uh, he was even uh, he could have been spared, and they st and and because of the consequence of not of sparing him, they said take him to the cross because he thought in that moment, all right, I don't really see anything wrong here, but if I don't take this dude to the cross, there's going to be chaos. I'm not a king. I'm not a ruler. I'm not doing my job. Okay, and so what's I'll weigh it out. I don't really know this dude. He don't seem like he's doing anything wrong, but you causing me money, motherfucker. <laughs> you gonna have everything in an uproar. I lose my job, man, if I don't t take him to the cross. And it's because Jesus was talking too much, and so you even got <laughs> you got to run silent game.
Burning EL, thank you so much for the $50 uh, super chat. Appreciate the champion game, coach. Thank you, Bernie E.L., for the contribution. See, Jesus' persona got him in trouble during that time. There's lots of Jesus personas right now. That are living and they, they, they can't hang you on the cross today. But they can they can do other things to you, but they can't hang you on a cross and get away with it. I mean, you know, with forensic psychology, I mean, people get caught now. Uh, but, you know, there's people claiming to to be like Jesus today. Um, and, and they're they're also meeting with um, adversity. It just so happens that back in the day, if you were disruptive uh, to the bottom line, uh, you would be hung on a cross. You'd be, yeah, that's what they did. You should never be able to watch another game video the same. Not mine, not anyone else's. You should not be able to watch Andrew Tate the same, Andrew Car uh, Andrew Cardone, uh, Cardone the same, because you know what's driving these talking points. I'm not saying not to watch it. Watch what you want to watch, but watch it knowing what you're watching. And really, to, to go back, once you've received clarity, I said this to someone before, once you've received clarity, never ask that question again. Otherwise, you're just de deceiving yourself. You already know the answer to that question. You don't need to answer it, answer it again. You don't have to pretend like you don't know the answer. You know the answer. And so if you receive clarity, clear vision, don't do a disservice to yourself and go back to deception, self-deception and deceptive people. Make a decision. Indigo TV, $10. Thank you so much. I used to lie to get what I wanted, but more often times than not, drove those women uh, to bust my car windows uh, out or stalk me. Yes. Yes. Plus, they don't respect men that have to lie to them. Remember, women enjoy lies just like men. You go, you, women do in. Women do enjoy the ride of being with a liar. Cause it but they know he's lying. 
But the question's like, are you lying to me? She don't need to ask him because she already knows he's lying. So like this, this idea that when you're honest with a woman that she didn't already know is bullshit. That's why you should just tell women if you've been lying to them, listen, you know I've been lying to you. I've been lying to you. You already know anyway. Don't pretend like you didn't know. I've been lying to you. I didn't know you were lying to me. Yes, you did. <laughs> you went with me because I'm a liar. That's why you shouldn't sit there and cry and shit. Oh, I've been lying to you. Just tell I've been lying to you. And you know this. I've been lying to you. If you care to know why I've been lying to you, I'll tell you. If you don't care to know, we'll just end things here because things will never be the same anyway. So, and, and, then, and then here's the, here's a kicker. Here's, here's some game for you. If you go about it in that way, I've been lying to you, but you already know I've been lying to you. Do you want to know why? If you care to know why, I'll explain why I've lied to you. If not, we just end things. You've told the truth, ended one game, and you've now started a new game. Because you've ended the lying game, you ended it, not her. And then you've now excited her more to find out what the truth game is all about with you. Well, wait, you're going to break up with me? You've been lying to me. Yeah, you knew I was lying to you. You knew I was lying to you. And it's never going to be the same, so we might as well end the relationship. But before we do that, do you want to know why I was lying to you? Wait, you're breaking up with me? Yes. But you lied to me, mofo. I know. And you knew. And so what happens is... Because you started a new, you ended the game, she didn't. See, if you tell her the truth, I've been lying to you, babe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It'll never happen again. She's ending the game. And she can live with that. And she goes, sucks five dicks. And that's part of her reasoning why she's justified in doing it. Because she ended the game. And part of ending the game is go suck five dicks. YouTube chill. But if you end the game... And then start a new game. Now you can actually start a game in the truth and try that ride out. Stop. Run this video back. Leave your comment down below if you feel the, uh, the, uh, you'd like to. Share the video because this could be very helpful. Or don't share it. Again, it's up to you. But the best game. Is when game is dropped. But before you get there. You need to be a game person. Do you need to be? No, but many have to be. So you have the opposite experience. See, I've been the champion of game. And because I've been the champion of game, I can now drop the game.
See you in the next video, people.